All right, I got my code. I fired up the Cody. Yes, yeah, yes, it it's off. all true, folks. Yeah. Everything they say every week. Yeah, no, uh, yeah my, I'm a Cody fiend. What? This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. In space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We're the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment, Starburst Magazine. We've been going since 1977, and tonight, if you are a regular listener, or even if you're a first-time listener, what a treat, because the radio station today was shut down. What are you thinking? Terrible. Are you thinking bailiffs? Are you thinking we're not paid our bills? What's happened? No. Explosions? No, no, nothing like that. It's better. You know, what's happened is there was a massive overhaul, loads of new equipment. We've even got a new broadcast desk. The whole thing's all been done, so I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes info. And we are hoping that we are going to be able to bring you a better-sounding show from now on. And the station itself needed an upgrade, and we are now punching up there with the big boys. I mean, I'll be honest. Fab Radio, Martin. It gets it gets the figures of of some some BBC stations. Yeah, it's yeah. got a massive uh, listenership. So yeah, it's nice to see it being upgraded, and it's always good when things get better. And uh, we will have. I'm going to say we're going to have no technical problems ever again. We might in this show, but the station might. <laughs> no, let, let's put it this way: the the equipment will work perfectly, even if we don't know how to use it properly. We'll we'll be fine. But let us know if yeah. you notice the difference. If we're coming in your ears a little bit clearer, yeah. Does does Martin sound sexier than normal? That's, that's the question. That's no amount of overall is going to come on. That. Don't be don't be don't be too down on yourself. Well, news news wise this week. What have we got? There's loads of stuff going on, but no real big things, no big items. So we're just going to go through what we can. Twin Peaks has just come to an end, but I think we'll, we'll we can talk about it. With, yeah. Until, until we can get Chris on. Yeah. Big, uh, big Twin Peaks fan. Well, I'm hoping, we can that, argue with him. I'm hoping that Chris Hayes will be 
possibly on next week's show or certainly on one very soon. Uh, we're also going to do for a Mr. Luke Spafford. It's uh, it's a big, big moment coming up for him. Yeah. He wants to be... You remember when... Um, what's the face? Is it Gladys who wanted to be a red coat yeah, in yeah. Uh, Heidi High? Luke, our, one of our favourite listeners, he wants to be a writer for Starburst magazine. So we're doing an X Factor. He sent some work in and the panel, the judges... I mean, I think I think Martin's going to be the Simon Cowell, yeah? I don't know, if Chris is near next week, he'll be Simon Cowell. Yeah, and, the and it's all going to be done live on air. Is he going to make the grade or not? We don't We don't know, but we're going to let Luke know certainly which show he's on so that he can he can listen and find out his fate, and you will find out alongside him. So that, that, that yeah, and I, I get that it's a little bit out of order. Yeah, but you know what? He's up for it. He is, and that's the main thing, isn't it? got to be up for something so lots and lots of stuff gone on lots of stuff gone on and we have just finished deadline for starburst issue i'm gonna get it right possibly mm-hmm. issue number 441 exactly right significance of this issue is it is the penultimate one to the penultimate one before the 40th so 442 we'll try not to use the word penultimate because that may, means that they're coming to an end Oh, to, for, for the anniversary issue? Of the anniversary year is coming to an end. Yes, that's yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to end with this year. Don't that on me, I, see, I, <laughs> I know I'm just saying, I, I, now I'm saying we're going to end with this year. For, I mean, we're going to end the celebrations with issue 443 will the be... The might come to an end before that. Yeah, it, it, it feels like it is doing, that's the problem. Now, issue 443 is the closest that we can get to the actual number one. Uh, publication date 40 years ago when Deskin he borrowed some money off John Brosnan and off um, Ty Vihargi I can never say it Ty Vihargi yeah. Is that how you pronounce him? Right. Yeah. Taz, yeah. Yeah. It Taz, Taz anyway. Yeah. He, uh, his mate, there were three mates and they, he wanted to do it and they lent him a few quid and then they, he got the, they got the money back because Starburst number one sold out all over the UK. Yeah. Um, the first magazine that was allowed to use the images from the, a little movie called Star Wars. Yeah. And that was because Des got friends with uh, the people there, uh, and the offices were on uh, the same. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, and he and he got um, he, Peter Beale was there. He was the uh, guy who could make the decision and greenlight it, and he greenlit it and said, "No, we trust Des because his publications are good. They'd seen Hammer, um, House of Hammer, and they'd seen that that was a great magazine, and that was the sort of person they wanted to go with." So. Thanks to that guy, Pete Beale, who was at the Starburst International Film Festival last year. Everyone got to meet him and he was reunited with Deskin. And Des went and started this mighty magazine. And then we've gone through lots and lots of different editors. Um, Not as many as some magazines, to be fair, but quite a few. And then we are where we are now. We're 40 years on and we're going to celebrate that in November. But 40 years. I mean, on the way into uh, Moonbase Alpha, the Starburst HQ, you go, you go in and you... It's sort of like a passage of time thing going on where the the logo's big on the wall downstairs. Then you see a massive image of number one of Starburst with Darth Vader and his big nose. Yeah. We, we like that, don't we? And the, the, the random uh, Kirk. Yeah, Kirk, Spock. Uh, Spock. Yeah, he had to put that on for legal reasons because they, they said, well, look, we're, we're allowing you to do it, but we can't just have it all Star Wars. So he just stuck a random picture on there mm. and then went to print. 
then as you go upstairs you start up all the early issues as you go up the first step and then you go to the second landing and then you end up into the uh, newer issues and then by the time you get up to an up-to-date issue of the magazine you're in our office with us in the bullpen and we're going to the LEU and and why have you been walking up the stairs looking at all our our back issues how did you get in yeah but it's a nice little journey. It takes you from 1977 to 2017. Some pipe music. Yeah. As you go up. You should. Like on achievement levels, like yeah. unlocking levels in a video game. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've got a jukebox down there now, so we might as well. Yeah. Oh, you know what came out this week? Go on. A video game, and it's oh. a good one. Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. Oh yeah, right. I've had a go of it. Is it on the, uh, the VR? Uh, it's not on VR. It's it doesn't need to be. I, I'm sure they, you can actually play some of these on VR anyway if you've got them on Steam because it gives you a, an, an an option where you, it can mimic the VR and it is really quite good. I did that with uh, Alien Isolation. Mm. I know I was going around the ship and that was that is utterly terrifying with a VR with Oculus Rift on and you're hiding in cupboards and then the alien looks around, finds you, grabs you out of the cupboard, you know. Um, but, It'd be funny just watching you play it. Oh, good God. Yeah, well, I, I, I wake people up, though, in the house, because they'll go, <laughs> ah, and they'll, do, and they'll go, oh, God, it's three o'clock in the morning. I've been playing it for four hours. Ah, um, they're all awake as well. Great, thank you very much. I'm sure they're used to you. I'm sure they are. Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, you, it takes place at the time of the original Cylon War in the reimagined series. Mm. It's not, uh, so this is the war they talk about where there's been a truce for all them years and then, and then it all kicks off with a new skirmish and they wipe out humanity. Well, this is where the 12 colonies are there. They're fighting against the Cylons. They're all classic looking Cylons that are like updated versions of the ones from the 70s TV show. Yeah. And you've got, all the battle stars and you start out with as much as anything with just a few ships you've got to fight a few skirmishes and it is a map it's done very much like a sort of command and conquer thing where you're taking over areas then you build up you unlock things you get experience points for commanders then you can you start off with little raptors with little other ships and then you end up you you know the big golden moment you're trying to earn enough experience points and and so you can buy a battle star obviously which I've, I've I certainly have not been able to play it long enough to get even close to that or I'm very bad at it one of the two probably both a bit off, yeah. Uh, yeah and um you you build it up and then you end up with your own little fleet then you build another few fleets and then you you slowly try and defend and wipe out all the Cylons before they wipe humanity out and it is very very good it's got the stuff where you can you've got your ships that have vipers you can in the middle of battle launch them and then the missile them long term you know like nuke missiles come towards you you yeah. can see them slowly come in there at a different thing it's a turn based thing so you'll move your ships, do a few things and then end your turn and then it'll all play out. But the best thing is, after you've won a battle, it gives it saves the battle as a little movie and they're all there in a little library so you can go back and go, oh, yeah, that fight that I just yeah, had. See what you've all done. Yeah, and, and it's really good at making it dynamic. It chooses really good camera angles and the music's great. It sounds like Bear McCreary. It sounds yeah, yeah. like that soundtrack, all with the little uh, choral bits and the drum beats, and the it's really good. So, I, I'd give it uh, an eight out of ten. That oh, strong words. It's a good, it's a good game, and it's worth it. It's thirty odd quid on Steam, about thirty thirty eight quid on Steam. Physical thing. Well, they don't, that don't, no one's interested anymore. Oh. 
you see, I mean, things have moved on. I mean, I was thinking about most games I buy now uh, are on Steam. Yeah. A lot of people are buying games on Steam. That was a big thing that changed. And But it's nice, isn't it, Martin, because your house gets robbed next week. And then nice. you, you... No, I'm just saying. <laughs> and you... Yeah, you get your new computer, you get your new whatever, and there are all your games. You just log on to Steam again and they're all there. You didn't lose anything with that. And I know uh, I like physical stuff like you with them all on a shelf, yeah, but yeah. but it's it's handy. Now, they brought out these Steam boxes that you can have. If you've got a console and you've got loads and loads of Steam games that you play on your PC, whatever, I'd sack the console off. I'd get one of the there's a fi- there's two things. If you want to do without a computer in the house whatsoever and you don't you don't use them for work or anything, you can buy a Steam box, an Alienware Steam box, five hundred quid, and it takes the place of a computer. You Is that stick like it Sana? in. Um, no. I didn't even know what you meant then for a minute. I'm not. I'm not switched on. Sorry, I've been facetious. Yeah. So, so you could have one of them, and it takes the place of that. And instead of having a console, you go on that. It's got Linux and it's got Steam on it, and you go on. Can you wipe it off? You can wipe it off. Yeah. Oh, good God! I'm never going to get to the end of this for you. So you uh, you could have them, but here's the best way: if you've got your computer and it's quite good, and you use it for work, you're going to always have one at home. You buy some. It's twenty five quid, and it's a Steam connector. And all it does is it connects downstairs to the network and then you plug it from the back of it into the HDMI input on your on your TV. And then you buy yourself a, 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 um, a Steam controller, like the, like the Xbox controller, yeah. And you can be, for 40 quid, you can be sat in your living room and it streams the games. So it starts up Steam on your computer upstairs and then it streams the game and it shows you it on, the, on your massive TV. Isn't that good? That's, that's good. A bit like Plex. It's like Plex, but for gaming. Yeah, yeah. Not, and, not Cody. And we love Plex. Well, we can't use Cody because no. we don't want to... I don't want to be... Uh, well, we don't. I mean, I'm not... I don't. I just don't want to encourage Chris because, you no, know, he's gone... He's, he's, on that, he's on that dark path and I don't want to... don't want to encourage him, you know. Yeah. So that's... Leaving us off the earth straight. Indeed. So... That's that's my uh, that's my tip. I don't often do a games segment. It's usually no, no. if it's not on Oculus Rift, I don't mention it. But well, also, you you usually say we're going to do it, and we never do it. I know. So I've done it early. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Maybe that's what we should do, mate. Do you know, some some people have lists of this stuff, and they work their way through it. Yeah, do, I know. Yeah, ours is quite random. Do you know what's annoying me? How, how we were here all these years and then the Johnny come lately our our hero Mr Paul Mount comes along he does TV Zone Plus yeah mm. and it's all he's got bloody sound bites and everything he's got formats yeah he, he, he always does what he says he's going to do the show is is listenable there are not many mistakes on it I think he I'm emb- he's embarrassing us he's showing us up for what we are but he does record it you know, we don't know how. I want, I want these Christmas outtakes. Has you think he's got a blooper reel? Yeah, I've Have you got a blooper reel, Mister Mount? I want his blooper reel. You yeah. better add him. But getting a bit depressed. No, because I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh bloody hell! It's like a. This is like a proper show. This one. Um, you know, he's trying to usurp us. I know it's no good, is it? So we've we got a nice quick bit of news before we go to the break. Uh, we could do that thing about that matter being cancelled. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna laugh your head off. Um, right, Paul Ripley, the station manager, and he might even be listening tonight to see if this equipment is uh, going to explode or going to fly. Oh, you're and going to wreck it. Yeah, going to destroy it. Oh, I've just poured a pint down it, Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
he's uh, if he's listening, yeah, there was a funny moment earlier where I didn't know that he'd written the... I knew we had the Dark Matter piece going in, the feature. In the next issue, But yeah. I didn't know it was Paul writing it, and he hadn't written, because he writes for Manchester Sounds. He, he, he's one of the founders no, of the new magazine. online... Sa- Sa- sorry, Sounds magazine. Yeah. Sorry, I always keep... Because it's Manchester Radio Online, Fab Radio International, we, we Manchester had a, Sounds. We oh. had a, a, a section on Fab Radio... Uh, on Fab Free for a while was Manchester Sounds. Yes, that's and, right. And that I think that spurred his idea. Yes, that's that's where I've done it. The name of the Sounds magazine. But but when if we can stop being pedantic, we all know what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, we we know what I mean, and uh, it's done a cracking job with that. that as a, that as I, on, I write for that as well, by the way. I was about to yeah, say moonlighting. I wasn't not going to say that. <laughs> you know, bloody hell, can't do anything. Anyway. I'm just saying that I didn't know he'd written this because he, he's he's a good writer and he's not written for Starburst and and then I, I hear that and he went oh yeah yeah dark matter yeah I've done that and I just said yeah it's cancelled and he just looked at me and uh, and I went no I'm serious it's it was cancelled yesterday literally I've, I've literally had to put an Ed note into the feature yeah when he, he writes a piece saying you know what oh. I just hope it gets the next series and is sorry, Ed. <laughs> oh, does he say that in yeah. the piece? Oh, I'm sorry, Paul. That was... See, I got put in a position where I'm the bringer of bad news, yeah. as usual, today. No, I mean, it's... it's. I've seen the first episode of it and something happened called Life. And I don't know if you, any of you lot do this. You watch a show yeah, and life as well. it's actually pretty good. But then all of a sudden it gets crowded out by another five or six shows that you've got to watch and then Twin Peaks comes back and something else happens and then you've got to you've got to do your best. So I've got to know some stuff that's going on with these shows. So it got sort of crowded out. I quite liked it. it I, they started out on a ship and they've all got amnesia. They come out of suspended animation and you don't know who's who or what's what. And some of them seem to be able to fight and have some abilities and some don't. And I thought, well, this is quite an interesting premise. Mm-hmm. And so I'd, I'd actually would like to watch it. But how disappointing if season three ends on a cliffhanger, though, that's never going to get resolved. Which is probably going to happen. So. Or Farscape did. But they did bring the Peacekeeper Wars out as a miniseries. Yeah. So what they you... gave it that chance to just wrap it up. Yeah. So have you seen Dark Matter? I haven't. Martin? No. Okay. So uh, I know it's based on a comic book, though. I've not read the comic book. Yeah. Either, so well, if anybody's got any opinions on Dark Matter, let me know. Should does, I? Does Dark Matter. Does Dark Matter? Should John hated that title. That was our title for our last piece of it. All oh, right, that's that's as sad as the puppet master. Yeah, that, that we sad. must have used it about six times. That's our go-to. One. Yeah, whenever it involves some entity that's got some supernatural element, or a puppet, or a creature of some kind, then the the guy behind it, like the director, the writer, is let's call it puppet master. But yeah, but we also managed to get that through for uh, the Charles Band interview because he is the real puppet master. Right, puppet master movies. Right, okay it works that way doesn't it so. yeah definitely definitely yeah no i just i don't know i mean is it is it is it when a when a show gets cancelled do you do you do you still do do you still watch it when you know it's cancelled yeah you know because we sometimes get it a little bit later don't we so yeah when you know it's cancelled sometimes it, you give up you don't bother do you well, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, I, I've heard a couple of shows ended up with... Uh, I hadn't watched Twin Peaks Season 2 uh, live when it came out. So I had watched Season 1 and I was about to... I was just starting Season 2. 
but it didn't put me off. I heard it ended on a cliffhanger and that it wouldn't be resolved, but I still felt that I wanted to watch it. But you knew there was a certain quality of film, of filming and filmmaking in that. Yeah. And, you know, it's Lynch and you're going to watch it, so... All right, yeah. I mean, you can't, I don't know who, who really is involved in Dark Matter. No. Yeah. Uh, I should do, being the job we, that I've got, but should, I don't... We should do, but, you know, there's too much time in the day. I read it and it goes in one eye and out the other. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's no problem, and I'll get it. So if anybody's got anything to say about Dark Matter, then, then let us know and keep emailing in. We've got to uh, get a show together, and we, we've, we've got over the fact that we've got all brand new equipment. Now I know what I'm doing. I'm looking at the right levers. The right knobs are yeah, being twiddled. I think I'm a bit low, people are telling us. I've just been doing that then. Yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. See? But you. But, but thanks for showing them all behind the curtain. No, no, because people have actually mentioned it and they would notice, so... I'm only kidding. No, I, that you should be fine now. So let us know, people. Yeah, a minute. Say, say a few words, Martin. Yeah, uh, Polly's just e- e- uh, text me, actually. Oh, yes. Say, uh, it's a little bit better now. It's better now, is it? But it's still me. He, oh. he doesn't say that. He doesn't say. Oh that. dear, he, he dear, dear. He wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't dare. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> would he not? He would actually. He would definitely dare. Oh, he's a cheeky one, isn't he? Isn't he? And he'd be quite right to. Do you reckon? Who am I? Oh, who? Who are you? Who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Tell you what, hell. I'm not a number. No. See, that's another show that. It it's sort of um, it's got a very final ending, which is absolutely fantastic. Well, but see, I think if it had have ended on a cliffhanger, I'd have, I'd have still watched the prisoner. Yeah, and again, we'll we'll talk about this next week with uh, with Chris, hopefully. But but Twin Peaks is definitely the the prisoner for the modern age. Oh, it is. It's got so many it's, elements it's of it. Deliberately, they're just to piss with people's heads. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another one that another show that borrowed a lot off the prisoner. I thought was. Um, What's it? What's it? Pines. Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines. The first season of that was so good. So good. What a disappointment. That has got to be the biggest disparity in in quality between seasons ever. First season, second season. The second season is so bad and it's like a different show. The first season, the cast, the story and the biggest twist ever. Imagine if that had been the twist when he'd have escaped from the village, mm. you know, that it was actually in the future in some yeah. reconstruction. <laughs> yeah, you know, that would have been a bit groundbreaking for 1966, wouldn't it? It would, it but, would. But anyway, 67. It, we're going to go on a break now. So in the meantime, hopefully uh, any any of the uh, sound levels are all sorted and yeah. we'll all have a good we're, show. We're, we're sorting the desk out. We're, we certainly are. So new. don't don't forget, studio at fabradiointernational.com and Twitter. He's Starburst underscore Mag. And we will see you after this break. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Are oh, you drinking a Bacardi rum? Yeah. Oh, well, then maybe you can help us. You see, we're trying to prove that you don't have to take your clothes off to enjoy Bacardi. Oh, do you want us to take our clothes off? No, no, no. no. As a matter of fact, we've got some clothes over there we'd like you to put on. What do we get out of this? Well, you get another Bacardi. Okay. It's right there by the banana tree, huh? Can't miss it. Oh. Hey, these are a bit tight. Yeah, well, yeah, they belong to her. Oh, ice, Bacardi, tonic... Do you want us to put on the boots? Uh, yes, please. The whole outfit. <laughs> right. Now what? Oh, just try this Bacardi and tonic. How does it taste? Great. Tastes the same as ever? Fantastic. What'd I tell you? Oh, thanks very much. Well, friends. 
I think you'll agree that's convincing proof. You don't have to take your clothes off to enjoy Bacardi rum. <laughs> Bacardi rum. You don't have to take your clothes off to enjoy it. Satan's Hollow, Manchester's only dedicated rock venue contained within a horror-themed movie set that is literally hell on earth. 101 Princess Street, Manchester. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Those hands are playing the strangest musical instrument in the world. The only instrument that is not touched by hands. You asked for it. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Well. Hopefully you can hear me this time. I don't know. I I think they can, I suspect. If anybody has any problems. I, mean, be, I do think we sound good, though. It well, sounds you, very you different. No, you do. Oh, I never sound good. No, you do. You sound fine. You've got your fans. Do you yeah. remember? Do you, Chris had a fan last week. He did? Yeah, he, he said, did. oh, he sounds like a nice guy. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. He's always so getting got, a good good feedback. Yeah, we got a few emails, which is good. Um, and, and Russ is saying, oh, oh, sounding great this evening. Can I ask on the musical chairs of Star Wars directors, who would you like at the helm of episode nine? I say give it to Lucas to finish it off. Russ sent from behind a dusty wardrobe looking for a lost copy of Fangoria. Well, it's funny because we're going to discuss that subject in around about five minutes as soon as I've gone through the emails. Not the Fangoria subject. Not the Fangoria, no, because... Um, that's, that's a private joke. It, it, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet they weren't Fangorias. No, it was, it was. Uh... Oh, was it? Well, that's even more pathetic <laughs> on a certain level, isn't it? If your parents go round your bedroom and they find, oh, look at all these Fangorias. Well, I'll tell you something. And, and, and if they're stuck together, you really have got a problem. I'll tell you something, and this is uh, the secret of our family thing, and, and, and Russ will... Uh, I mean, I don't like giving too much personal stuff away, but Russ used to live uh, at home a lot longer than I did. Yeah. He's a little bit younger, not much okay. younger than me, but he, okay. he lived at home longer than I did. And... Uh, Basically, he had to hide his good films and leave the smutty ones out so the <laughs> parents would... <laughs> they'd go in and get the, the smut, all right, but, you know. Well, it, well were they going to borrow the films? Or yeah, something? yeah. Oh, yeah. is that it? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I like, thought that's more like your mates, usually. They, no, they, no, no. they don't, do you? got cool parents. Wow. That's, that's, well, that's always a good thing, isn't it? Mm. That's always a good thing. But yeah, Fangoria is uh, is not not what, what's happened to Fangoria again. It's uh, online only. It is. I thought it was, and it, it it was hanging round for a while still, even when sales had dropped quite a bit. It was still in Smiths, and yeah, you know, about two years ago, it, it basically stopped being published. But they didn't actually yeah. announce it. It's death. Well, we get the uh, figures for these afterwards. all these mags because well, your distributor gives you your on. You can't help it. I'd love to lie about how many we sell, but you get you end up on a list. So we do have a, a nosy at other publications, and uh, we see how far behind we are. Some magazines are now in front. We are with others. Some it's quite surprising. It is. We 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 put for an independent company. We're public public publication and and company. We're all independent. There's no blue chip behind us. And, and Fab Radio is an independent radio station. I'm proud to be part of all of them. And they, they yeah, we punch way above our weight. They, uh, but yeah, Fangoria was at a level where I was looking at it, thinking, "Oh my God, you know, you can't." How can they afford to even import that to get it printed? Even you know, I well, was thinking in America that doesn't include the American figures, the ones we got. Right? Yeah, of course. So, so it would have 
picked up the, the pace in America, mm. but it's a name though, Fangoria. Oh God, it's 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 that like metal hammer. It's a yeah. it's a name, you know. It, it well, and they nearly went under. Yeah, so owned, uh, they own um, the rights to Starlock as well. Do you remember? Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's uh, that was the same sort of company, and, uh, and Starlock yeah. tried to come back again online and then uh, didn't yeah, yeah. I mean, it just didn't really really capitalize on it no no it's it i've got to be honest and i'm not don't break out the violins i'm not i'm not trying to get any pity it it's very very difficult to run a print publication with all this going on you you are bombarded online and i'm not going to go down the route of that that outgoing editor from Geeky Monkey where he decided to... It's all your fault. Yeah, what was it again? The clickbait zombies he called all the readers. Yeah, which is... uh, No, I mean, if people are not buying... If if next week we sell a quarter of the amount of magazines that we'd sold last month with the previous issue... I've dropped the ball, I've done something wrong, and, yeah. and you guys don't like the magazine anymore. So I'll, at that point, you have to wonder it's what It's always what about do. what we're putting out, not what, you know... Yeah, well, you can't just blame everything, but I will say it, it but the only way I will slightly defend his position, and it is only slightly, because still you should keep your, your bloody trap shut. Well, that's it's, a private thing to put doing it. Yeah, you. Uh, it's difficult with the internet, with all the competition, with all the stuff that's going on. People are bombarded yeah. with spoilers. They're bombarded with things. They, you've got to give people a reason. And, and it's that's, something different. So you've got to have that angle that's slightly different, and hopefully we've got that, and... Well, that's why I go the legacy approach for two reasons. One, when I took over the magazine, I said, and I always said to you, my mission statement for this magazine was to make sure that your 19-year-old, 18-year-old just picking up the magazine, getting into movies, getting into stuff, is aware of of um, Italian cinema. He's made aware of some of these old TV shows from the yeah. 70s. He he knows what what uh, that very you know rarely gets shown, if ever. Yeah, and and that's it because the, I don't want some of these movies to die out, and, and I don't and want that, it. that is a massive massive thing because they are going to die out, and there there is certain TV channels that that keep the. Uh, the fire burning now. Uh, yeah. Horror Channel is one of them. They've got some great old series on uh, the invaders and pe- things like that. Yeah, you know you can mention a channel that that, that uh, don't give us I, money. I was just about to do that. I was going to, you know, be in fairness. You know, there's another one called. Talking I'm going to put pictures. a cash cash sound bite there. <laughs> Ching like a till. Every yeah. time you mention the horror channel, I'm going to go ka-ching. No, I'll put it, that sound bite on. Only do that if it's good in my pocket. It's not so. <laughs> But you know, it's this is one called Talking Pictures, yeah, which is on uh, Freeview and and Sky and all that sort of carry on, and they, they pretty much just show black and white and and sort of like really sort of seventies eighties stuff, and, yeah, but really thirties and forties as well, and they've just started sh- showing Lol and Harder, yeah, which we were bemoaning weeks ago that no one shows that anymore. Please tell me that they are not colorized. They're not the colorized version. Are you sure? I'm, I've got a little bit of an issue with the ratio, yeah, because this seems to fill the screen up and it shouldn't do. But well, how are they that, managing that then? Because obviously these are four point three, so if you're watching it on a wide screen, there's going to be the black bands at the right and the left. So what's getting theory, missed what out? Should be what? Well, that's it. it, it are they squashed? It, it's the got, characters. It's got that sort of little bit of a squish to it. Yeah, not so much that it's annoying that you know. Remember, we used to watch the uh, spaghetti western. It is distracting, and it used to though. Be like really thin people. It's distracting, Martin. It and, is. It's, it's and not ideal. Do you remember you'd be watching these westerns back in the day, and they would cut, cut 
ratios in the most bizarre places. If you had the credits coming on and there was text on the screen, they wouldn't do it because it would distort things too, obviously. Yeah. So then you'd have a little, you'd have the little bands at top and bottom, and then all of a sudden it'd cut, like, to pan and scan. and As, it, a, as a full screen thing. Yeah, full it? screen. And then as, as the, and for a few minutes... you two ghosties talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. And and I've watched some of them with a third person that's not on the screen that's, yeah. uh, that's part of a conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was it. If anybody was buying, uh, watching VHS tapes of, of movies before they started doing the widescreen VHS tapes, you would be missing around about it's a quarter a or a third. third. Yeah. I'd, I'd say a quarter of meaningful d- d- Depending on, on, the, uh, on mm. which ratio it's in. Yeah. But, you know, I think if, if anybody's got that, still got that mentality of, you know, I don't like the black bands, I don't like, you know, especially when they put it on the... Oh, four, it's like too stupid the, to have the a television bit, then. They've got the, the black bands on the sides rather too than stupid. the top and bottom. Too stupid for me to discuss. I too to, stupid. I used to literally sit people down and draw them diagrams mm. of, you know, this is your screen, this is the, this is what the cinema is going yeah, to be like. Yeah, I do. You know, you've got somebody talking over here, you've got someone talking over there, you know, you're looking at that bit mm. in the middle. Or, you, or even worse, the pan and scan thing is is would be when you know that the actual camera would move when the camera's not moving. Yeah, listen, they, they would scan the frame if you've across. Got to go to that trouble to do to deal with that. These people really, what are you doing hanging around with these? It's like you. But well, there's a hell of a lot of people who do not understand it. They, how can they not understand it? You go to the cinema and it's a rectangular shape. You go home and you've got a square television set. That's why you've got black bands at the top and bottom. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Is our, that really complicated? I'm sure our listeners and our readers. Good lord! It, but the, but the you know Joe, Joe Public who are watching X Factor every weekend. They, they need. They need just to not. They just need to be segregated. I think people like that. Yeah. I can't be bothered with it. There's a certain amount of things we want. You know. Yeah. Not, not to happen in the world, and unfortunately, they, yeah, they, they I'm, do I'm an aspect ratio snob, right? Absolutely. If I go in your house and you have expanded your TV so that an old show or whatever is has now got fat people in it that are not fat, that are, 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 are totally wrong, and you're sat there quite happy, I'm going to take a view on that. I'm going to think negatively of you. Which actually brings us to a bit of news we missed out last week. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, because we, we missed a lot out. Uh, but the, the makers of Stranger Things, because that's coming back very soon, Yeah, uh, actually put a thing out saying, uh, if you're going to watch Stranger Things for second season, mm. do this to your TV now. And it was basically a way of turning off that motion. Bleak, I read it, yeah. You know, horrible yeah. for... Yeah. I nearly swore that. Uh, yeah. For, though, for those the who aren't aware of this... Movement, smoothing thing. Right. Every television that you get now has a version of this. I, I have a Logitech LG, and it's, got, it's called True Motion, and it's on by default. So if you just go on there and you don't start going into the settings and that, this thing is on, and it is adding. And I, I, you know I've written page after page. You know how obsessed I am about these high frame rate mm. experiments and the, the tr- um, Trumbull and, and all these. Uh, and, and the Hobbit. The Hobbit and all that. And, I, and I've said, because I, I, I didn't only do law, I did a psychology degree at the same time. And I did, I did the, uh, I went into all this and the, the 
way that the elasticity of your brain uh, is quite surprising. And when you're younger and you start watching these films, it trains you. You are adding extra frames to stuff because 24 frames per second isn't enough. And your, your proper frame rate per second is somewhere between 60 to 90 odd. Mm. It differs between people with the different ways the brain works. It's, it's about the, the, the corpus callosum that goes between the two halves of the brain and the way That's it communicates. Well, yeah, the, the, it's it's just how it is. And if you start watching 24 frame rate, you don't know it, but your brain is adding little bits to it. So these movies you've watched that have a dreamlike quality, sometimes other people are watching it and it's a little bit different for them. And that's why you get different subjective experiences when you talk about movie going. Now you start filling them in and your brain starts keep will keep. You like the high frame rate for the Hobbit. I was speaking to people and people were going, that bit when they ran up the hill, the, the all the dwarves, it was really weird. Really fast like the Benny Hill show and I'd go, Well that was really slow to me. And other people will mention bits of weird that other people mm. didn't see. It's because your brain is trying to fill in gaps still. Yeah. And it's 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 treating it as a twenty four frame rate show movie and it's adding some extra bits in. Yeah. And you're and that's why it's speeding up in your head. It's your brain playing games with you. And that's why I've no time for it. But what true true motion does the same thing. So the other uh, TVs like Sony's and like other, they have different names for it. So if you have got one, find out what it is and just switch it off. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't need it. Even the TV shows that you're watching now, what are you benefiting from? From something that smooths it out and makes it unnatural. Yeah. You, th- those are extra frames that it's generating in a way that it's not supposed to have them. And that's why it looks weird. And it's, all, it's, it's like the people with the Blu-rays as well. Oh, no, it's on Blu-ray, but it's still a bit grainy. That's because it's celluloid. Oh, God. Celluloid has oh, a grain. Oh, God, I would end up, I'd end up killing people. Yeah. If I had people that stupid around my house I'd, and I had to explain this to them. But, yeah. but you know, that, that's what people are at there. And, you know, it's, all, it's took, really, until the last couple of years for the, the people who've mastered these Blu-rays to leave that grain there because they were smoothing that out as well. I know they're smoothing it out, and the 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 problem is these films weren't designed to be put on something like that. If you they, there's a there was a 13 year old student who wrote the best piece on this. He wrote, it's somewhere online you can get it, and he explained that the actual definition there is no such thing, by the way, as a a definition for a piece of celluloid film. No, like no. I can't say it's 1080 by whatever it there isn't a resolution it's, it doesn't it, work like it, that it's to do with how what the lens was like what yes was, you know he came up with an approximate resolution and it is somewhere above d it's above dvd but way shy of blu-ray what it would be mm. so you you get this is why the first blu-ray i ever saw was 2001 a space odyssey round at a friend's house and he's the guy who actually built the table in the corner of fab cafe you know oh, yeah. the, um, the the captain's table the captain's table which has the uh, ufo from forbidden planet in it it's mm. very cool go to fab cafe have a drink and sit in the corner in the have, captain's table and then have another drink have another drink, stay there all night and get hammered and look at that lovely um, spaceship from Forbidden Planet. And the and also, don't bother telling me it should be lit up. I've been moaning about that for years. It should yeah. be. <laughs> and the 
Yeah, that that's what I mean. He, he built that and he invited me around to pick that up. And I was picking that table up and I saw this. And you could see the pen attached to a Perspex disc turning round. Yeah. You could see stuff attached to bits, bits. All the anti-gravity stuff was all bits of glass and bits of Perspex that have stuff attached to it. And you could see it, and I went, why did you want, why does anyone want this? And then they brought out another Blu-ray version, and that wasn't on, so they've erased it, you see. Yeah. But I mean, this is the problem when you get a film from that era and you throw it into 21st century HD. I mean, I, I'm sort of like on the on the, the cusp with that. I'm quite happy with seeing the imperfections. Yeah, yeah. It's like course. when CDs first started. Yeah, but there's no there point. A, there was always that disclaimer saying it may, may, right. may show up the limitations of the original source. You, but you will must agree with me that Stanley Kubrick did not intend those Perspex pieces to be shown visible on screen. If he had have done that and they were visible at the time on those rushes that he'd watched, he would have gone back to the drawing board and won, right? Abs- we need another way of doing it. Absolutely. But then you get into that sort of dark area when you, you go back and alter everything. You, no, you should alter you, stuff that damages te- the film. Do you take the matte lines out of everything? Do you no, no. No, 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 no. I, here's my stance on it. It's really straightforward, and it, and I'm not saying because it's my idea, it's the right idea. I'm just saying that if the film that you saw, whenever it was on release, had a standard of special effects that were whatever they were, they shouldn't be tampered with. But if it goes on another format that puts the, the definition up, increases the definition, so that flaws are visible that were not visible on the release, it is perfectly acceptable to tidy them up. So it looks as good, not not better, just looks as good as it did when it was on its initial release. Yeah, I'm still I'm still on the fence on that, but... But, the, but, but then I, I, you're allowing time that you're allowing the HD format to damage a film. Then not you necessarily. Well, because, you are because you because can't I, see that, that things. Wouldn't, that wouldn't throw me out of the film as much. What perspex perspex discs with pens attached to them floating it's, that you can see? It go, ruins it. To go back to the CD analogy, uh, when that first came out and this first did the Beatles stuff, yeah, and people were pointing out you could hear. George Harrison say the F word in the background of, of one of the tracks and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that, that's, that's different. But it's, it's not really. It, right. 2001, A Space Odyssey, up until the point before this Blu ray release. And anyway, it's a moot point because you're wrong because the money people decided to redo it and they did erase it. So, <laughs> so there, there you go. So they George sided Lucas. with me. So did John. No, Lucas he didn't. All them other no, he didn't. He, he didn't. Can, he completely changed he alt- all his films. No, no, no. He necessi- altered it. Not necessarily for the uh, the Blu-rays, but just for. You no, know, he altered it totally. That's different. That's a different argument. That that's it, a totally but different argument. He was argument. using the same sort of argument that my technology's increased, so no, I, can, I can do it now. That's not what I'm saying, though. No, I'm no, saying that's not what you're saying, but yeah. that's, that's the you know, uh, and what's going to happen is you know you have that logic, and then suddenly. You know, everything explodes. Oh, we want to do this right, now uh, with this right. film. Right, here's the thing, here's the thing. I, I, um, I say the movie The Rocketeer. I did that film. Did you? That was my film, yeah. It wasn't Joe Johnston, it was me. Huh. And now you... have heard we've it here just, first, folks. Yeah, we've just got the... the uh, we've just done segments of it now uh, uh, that have been converted to Blu-ray, uh, to HD, the quality for the Blu-ray release, and they've come back to us, and me and you are sat there, and I'm watching it. And I can see that there are some strings in one scene that, that are, were not visible seeing it at the cinema, were not visible anywhere 
in in on any release it's because of the conversion yeah i would say to you i want them i want them to be removed digitally to retain it back to the original that's it uh, he's not doing it to back to the original lucas didn't do it back yeah, to the original i still think it's it's, it's one of them gray areas Oh, so you've let HD ruin movies. I'm quite... As I That's wanna, your... Are you really seriously saying that to yeah, me I, and all the listeners I tonight? Want, I want to see a film as it was. It's not as it was, though, is it? If it's it on HD and you can see bloody <laughs> strings holding things up that you couldn't see in 1978, like now, if you watch Superman the movie and they hadn't tinkered, you'd see loads of wires on him that you couldn't see when it was on its release at the cinema. Oh, you... there, was, there was loads of howlers in that. Yeah, but they made worse with Blu-ray. They had to touch a few it, bits and bobs up. Even on the Star Good Wars Lord, ones, you could, you could see the whole boxes yeah. going around the TIE Fighters I, when they were moving. I, I'm saying that the original is how it appeared on screen, not how it technically is. I'm but talking you, about it's how have, it appeared on screen. If you'd have seen 2001 in the cinema, yes, in 1968 when yeah. it came out, yeah, mind may, blown. You I would may have, have seen that it was a perspective. No, you didn't. I've seen it in the cinema. No, I've seen it before the Blu-ray in the cinema on a re-release, and oh. I can tell you at the corner house, and it didn't. You couldn't see this at all. That might have been a remastered. It wasn't <laughs> remastered. Oh, you're just winding me up. You don't. You can't possibly oh, believe that. Folks, you don't know how animated he's getting. God, <laughs> good lord, it's mental. Oh, oh. We need this. Re- Oh. Come on, so people can see how excited you are. Good, good, great. <laughs> no, it's, oh, never mind. Right, look, let's let's just do with a couple of emails before we have our break, and then we'll try and do some of this news. It was me saying, "Oh, how are we going to get through the first hour? We've, there's nothing to discuss." But hey, we managed it. Yeah. And, and Mount is on. Still, still not discussing anything. Yeah. Mount is on here. And he's saying hello there. The TV Zone Plus podcast is in fact all blooper, especially designed to avoid the necessity of having an actual blooper reel. Ah. By by the way, been working at the BBC in Cardiff this week. Imagine my surprise when I went into the canteen yesterday to be confronted um, by Stephen Moffat and some lackeys. Oh, my God. Oh, lackeys, eh? He caught my eye, not literally, and gave me a very pleasant smile, if only he knew. I also ended up... He might have known. That's the thing. Ah. I also ended up having lunch with Michael Jaston, the Valyard, today. He was a very nice man. I'm assuming you mean the Valyard, not Moffat. But he's smiling, though, Moffat, wasn't he? You should have just gone over and said something and gone, are you? Hello, I'm, I'm Paul Mount. Yeah, yeah. Security! No, it's, um, it's, it's, it's just no good, is it? What can I say? Lossie's on and says, Well, gentlemen, very impressed by your new studio. Sounds very crisp and professional. Uh, P.S. rather gutted regarding the news on Dark Matter. I had just invested my time into it, and now now it's gone. Uh, what well, I... I I did not understand it was... I don't understand as it's the most watched show on sci-fi. No, I'm... I'm... I don't know why it's gone. No. I have no idea why it's gone. I've no idea why it's gone. Well, maybe you should all go out and buy the DVDs and it'll make them change their mind. Yeah. I'm, um... I've got another email, but I'll leave it till after the break because David Galdard has just raised something that oh. I, I had on my little list of things to discuss in the hour, and and it is um, it's Gareth Roberts and oh, uh, and yeah. his uh, potential future with the BBC and Doctor Who. Uh, if if there is such a thing as a future for Gareth Roberts with the BBC or Doctor Who, introducing Tyler. 
Gary. The Future Boys, a new science fiction audio sitcom. Well, this is awkward. Tyler and Gary return, and they've got their ship back. The Pilgrim is here. Parked on the edge of town, ready for its rightful owners to take the helm and venture forth into pastures new, if you play with my balls. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't the deal, Sheringham. Shit, sorry, I mean, that's the deal if you play ball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Download episodes one and two now for free on iTunes. That's more like it. Awesome! Visit thefutureboys.co.uk for more delicious details. You are listening to Starburst Radio, winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Awards. We are mighty and powerful. This is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Fab Radio International. And we are Starburst Radio and we are on our final little segment because we're going to end a little bit earlier tonight than usual, about just after half past ten. Normally go on a bit longer than that to eleven. You don't want to overdo the uh, the new system. Oh, absolutely not, no. it's got. <laughs> it, but we've also just come off deadline as well, so there's a few things that uh, need to be taken care of at the last minute. And we've so. got an issue still on sale, by the way. Yes, issue 440, and it's got a light, nice little silver foil Blade Runner 2049 logo on the front. Yeah. So Get it while you can. Get it while you can, because that this is selling very well, that one. Again, we're doing okay. And that and the bogeyman, that's all you oh, need, yeah. isn't it? So, as I was saying before, yes, wow, that was an unexpected uh, story this week. Uh, the One of the writers from Doctor Who, and, and a writer that's not known for, well... I didn't know about all this stuff, but when you actually peer into his background, you do see that he he's, he likes having the persona of a guy that speaks it how it is, you know, that kind of guy. A lad. Yeah, and he he's, I don't know, he just started getting all his knickers in a twist, which is an ironic thing to come out with, really, I suppose, with what it is. Um, yeah, as David said... Good evening, gentlemen. Hope you're well. Gareth Roberts, after his recent comment, should he ever be employed by the BBC again? Or anybody. I, I, my God, I, I don't know what to say. But best thing is I just say that he, he wrote, he's written a few decent episodes of, of Doctor Who and episodes of the Sarah Jane Adventures, which, you know, it's a children's programme. But, but yeah, the LGBT community... He seems to be lacking in a little bit of tact, shall we say, bordering on, I don't know, misogynism, possibly. Uh, uh, well, assholism. I mean, yeah, he just says, uh, I, what, what a funny comment this is to come out with. And I do apologise for repeating them, but if I don't actually say what he said... It's this, in context. Yeah. Um, I love how trannies choose names like Monroe, Paris and Chelsea. It's never Julie or Bev. Is it? And then he says it's almost like a clueless gay boy's idea of a glamorous lady, but of course it's definitely not that. Now everybody just piled on him after this, and then and quite rightly, you know, lots of people. Like I think the Pink Times started following him, and lots of people started giving him grief and all the rest of it. Um, and then he said something about, oh dear, the Rainbow Brigade have, have turned up. I'm, I'm off or something when mm. people started giving him grief, and. I, I don't know. I mean, I was hoping it'd be it'd be 
hacked, but he's had plenty of opportunity to say that by that now, and he certainly hasn't. It got broke, this news, by, if say news, it's on his Twitter feed. Uh, you don't have to be uh, Lois Lane to... Uh, track this down, yeah, do you? I this mean, isn't, uh, all the president's men, is it? No, it's not. He, he was, it's on his Twitter feed, bleeding cool, made everybody aware of it, and yeah, it it went down very, very, very badly. And he refers to it. Yeah, this is it. And then he refers as well to him again. Uh, the rainbow people are watching my every move now, lads. Now, I think that one's quite telling. The lads bit. Yeah. Now, that, if that, you mean me and Martin, then that we're not the lads you're that, that, talking to. We're not the drives you're looking for. No, um, I don't know who the lads are, but I mean, yeah, Gareth, you're a bit of a knob, aren't you? I mean, why? I mean, I can't believe he's come out with this in public to to this level. And and good God, what is all this? I mean, where, what year is this? You know, what year is this? I mean, Christ almighty, uh, as, is this all the sense he's got? Well, I've noticed, because I'm looking at the same page as you are, the, the, the quotes they've, they've, they've used as well. He starts trying to use classic BBC iconology mm. to, to almost prove his point, use that thing with her fingers. You know, he's got a picture of Ronnie Corbett blacked up and, uh, oh. and Dick Emery in a dress. You know, yeah, I do, saw them doing yeah, his you, yeah. you are awful stuff. You know, that's not exactly the same thing as what he was saying. It's not. I, 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 don't, I don't get why he didn't just go, oh, I better delete that and apologise and move on. I am um, if that's the sort of crap that's going on in his head and it he, it slipped out or he had a drink or two I'll and forgot th- himself fine okay just apologize at least and you'll get a bit of grief and then maybe some people will try and p- pretend that that's not actually in your little skull but without being... I say little have you seen the size of his head <laughs> it's like a thumb of a beard good but... lord that's what I mean it's not exactly he, he, he if the guy was an Adonis it'd be reprehensible but he, he looks like a big fat Spud. The thing that's very telling in his uh, Twitter profile, have you actually read his blurb? I haven't read his blurb, no, yeah. what's it say? Um, it's got all this writer, Doctor Who, which he spells Vidyar, mm. which is supposed to be the cardinal sin. Yeah. Uh, the librarians, Sarah Jane's Adventures, tons of other stuff. Carved wooden bookend, because he's doing that little reference to something we all love. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, more like a... a Carved wooden, little ballend. <laughs> wooden knob end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Member of Parliament for Mondas South, Conservative. Oh, is he a Tory? That says it all, doesn't it? Oh, he's a Tory, I'm not. I, I'll be honest, David, he's a Tory. So what, what else do you expect, it's a t- Guys, No, it's on. a Tory. Hey, um, lads, what else do you expect? That's even more offensive to me. Is, uh, God, 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 could the guy be any worse? <laughs> I don't, the thing is, David, I, 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 the only thing that confuses me is why. It's almost like it's somebody dared him and said, look, try and get in as much grief as you possibly can because he, it does look... obviously said something that he realises has had a bit of a bad thing and he just hasn't got that gall to back down Oh, at come all. on, Martin, that so one. So really... The, the gay boy's comment is... It, is well, you, you don't have to be intelligent to know that's going to cause trouble. Yeah, do but you? This is, Really? He's either sort of like so stupid that he thinks people are going to get the joke... What joke though? Well, exactly. What joke is exactly. that? Exactly. There's no joke there. There's 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 no joke there. There is there is a very offensive comment to about a group of individuals that he has got obviously a problem with or feels uncomfortable with. 
but we're in 2017 now. Now, when I was a kid, and I, I a bit of a kid, I say a kid, I was like I was 17, 18, whatever, I had a uh, mate who, who'd just come out, and um, we'd left a pub, and later on in the night, I met up with him later, he'd been battered fucking senseless. He, we, he was going in the club called High Society in Manchester, mm. and that was the day and age where you had all this prejudice. Now, silly me, I thought we'd moved on from that. Exactly. I know, I've there's, seen it all, it's boring. There's it, a lot of stuff we think know. we've moved on from, but... Yeah, these people with these ideas, at the end of the day, I don't care what people think. If you've got, if you want to say stuff like that, you say it, but you're going to get what you're going to get. And You've got to, you've got to reap what you sow. But if the BBC, I, I mean, I think it's a moot point. I don't think he was being invited back anytime soon to do Doctor Who. I don't think he... I think the guy um, is clearly like this when you meet him. He's clearly like this if you hang around with him. Well... No? He's at, well, we're never going to get the chance because he's not going to get invited to any of our events, is he? So. What, is he not coming to the Starburst Media City Festival then? Is he not? Do you know what? Should we do it just to stitch him up? I'll tell you something. He'd, um, it'd be a full room. Mm-hmm. I'll hand out the rotten vegetables. We'll we'd give tickets away for that one. I would. I would. I'd make it a freebie, an extra yeah. one in a big, big auditorium and hand out the rotten and, and fruit. Some stocks in the corner. But yeah, um, so knobhead of the week. My God, he's um, he's gone out. He's really stuck his neck out, that guy, yeah. hasn't he? He's, he's, I would like to say it's, it's almost without train. Yeah, it it's, it it confuses me because it's that stupid. It's almost as if it's weird. It's like that bit from um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, where they 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 were uh, they made Bruce Willis. Do you remember they made him do stuff against mm. his will? Um, can't remember the exact thing that, that what they made him do. The the uh, I, why they made him do it, but they made him have that sign saying "I hate the N word." Yeah and walking yeah. around an area knowing it was going to offend people and cause a fucking Absolutely, riot. You yeah. know? It's, and it's like that. It's almost like somebody's forced him to do it, it, this it crazy is, it thing. It is that ultimate parody yeah. of, 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 you know, stupidity. Yeah, he's just, but he should have known you know, it would kick off. And everybody's got the right to think what they want to think. If mm. he wants to believe all that, that's fine, but you just got to have a bit of common sense and not vocalise Yeah, he's, it's very silly what he wrote. And, um, and certainly not do it on social media. Yeah. Well, doubling down on it uh, is is incredible. I mean, he he had already started kicking off and then he, he started it and all this. It, all that's, the, that's literally kicking his heels in and saying, yeah. you know, no you've said something against me now i'm going to be worse yeah i wonder if he knows how how large a community uh the rainbow brigade is you yeah. know what i mean then, then it's crazy the outraged doctor who people as well and that's oh god that's quite a bit <laughs> mm, yeah at the end of the day this would annoy me no matter what he'd done yeah and, Pitch, it, don't, you know. and it really doesn't matter what you know what he's written for what you know what background he's got mm. what, you know i just find it weird that attitude is yeah just, no it's okay i just find it weird it's like why why i mean what you really thought that this was going to go down well with who with the lads i love that don't you that that's the yeah. telling bit though that tweet where it ends with the okay lads you know and it's like oh with the lads i separate it, lawyers please it, i'm not it, one of them lads it's yeah. almost like it's been ripped from viz or something. i know yeah 
that's what I mean. But if you actually look at the guy, like I said, he's not, he's no oil painting. He needs to stop criticising other people. Yes. Anyway, I've got an email from Mike Caldwell. He's uh, saying, cock. yes, indeed. Twin Peaks finale. Holy cow. Incredible. Last two episodes. Best tally for ages. Also, I'm hearing very good things about the new film version of Stephen King's It. Yes, mm. we have heard incredible stuff yes, about that. We've got a great review yeah. on our website yeah. if you want to check that out. Yeah, you do do have a look on starbestmagazine.com, everybody. It's a very good review, a nice early one, and it gives you a nice feel of the tone without ruining the film for you. About time we had a decent King adaptation, especially after the mess that was The Dark Tower. I have deliberately put off watching that because I've had better things to do this week. You can't just throw shit at the screen and tell people you're creating a cinematic universe. Oh, yeah. DC are doing a pretty damn good job of the, trying, the, though. They are trying. Yeah. So, um, Russ Unsworth's back again. Mm. He's saying, bloody people tinkering with classics for the 4K iPhone generation. It used to be kids saying, I'm not watching this in black and white. Now it's, look, it's not 4K. Give me an 8mm projector or a Duff Fiona Cooper quality VHS any day. Who wants to see the liver spots of Harrison Ford? Exactly. Correct. Is that it's a rhetorical correct. question? Yeah. No, that but is a rhetorical question. I was going to say about the, when we were talking about resolutions. Yeah. If you've got a really mint quality eight millimeter print, yeah, of summit, that is actually higher definition than a Blu-ray. Mm. If you are looking at it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's. It's a, it's a difficult subject, it really is, but I will say this, the one thing uh, that's absolutely beyond beyond any doubt, 4K, that's just for modern films that you can't start. You can't start no point. Casablanca on that. Yeah, because the, the more you try and bring out that information, the more you're going to see these... these I know. You're going to see it's, it's a cardboard wall. You you're can't, see you can't. Yeah. It's not a real background. It's, yeah. Because it they won't did so, stick they up did to so it. much back projection in them days and matte yeah. paintings and things. They, those films will not stand up to that, and and there's no point in doing it and then having to spend loads of money remastering it to make the backgrounds and all the rest of it not look so bad. Then suddenly you're creating a new film. You might as well just release it in the best definition that the format of the original movie allows, and that's that's it. You know. Anyway, we we might as well do some of these news items quick before we go. Yeah, news so we've done them all. Yeah. Sort of a bit, bit of a burst. We'll start with one that needs to go on a little bit longer, but that's uh, Colin Trevorrow. Um, he's a director of one of my favourite movies of the last five years, mm-hmm. Safety Not Guaranteed. What a yep. brilliant movie. And obviously he then bags Jurassic World after that. He's sort of come out of nowhere. Uh, he does that really low-budget film, and next minute Jurassic World, and next minute he's he's doing Star Wars Episode Nine. Well, they're not doing Star Wars Episode Nine because they've had yet another um announcement that says there's a difference of vision here yes so out comes him and the rumor is ryan johnson the uh, folk singer and banjo player <laughs> is uh, going to take his uh, his place now i find that amazing because everybody is uh, the internet has decided and you know what i mean by this this oh, is what yes, we're discussing yes. over the last six or seven shows where i've been saying you know what you're sick of these prevailing opinions that have come out of people's anus and then the next minute the internet thinks that whether it's right or wrong and the internet today thinks ryan johnson needs to be the director definitely oh yes absolutely right Based on what? You've not seen episode eight. So the only reason he would be director is if the uh, if Kathleen Kennedy and the guys at Disney have watched the finished 
Last Jedi, or as close to finish as it is at the moment, and decided, what an amazing movie, let's give him the job. If he doesn't get the job, they may also be the reason that they feel that the following episode doesn't suit his style of filmmaking, which but, could be. But what, but what we can very point, different. What we can point out is he hasn't been replaced no. for The Last Jedi. So he's obviously done something right. Correct. Oh, yeah, he's got past that. Yeah. I mean, my God, we've got two movies now, and it's happened. It's, this is ridiculous, but hey, we're done on that one. Hey, look. He's, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe it will be easier for them if he has done a good job, but that's it. But I'm just saying you had a very different movie to the original Star Wars because you had Irving Kirshner yeah. do, do it. And he had a different look and the, it was a different feel to it. And again, you had um, a dead you with Mark Wand and the yep. third one, The Return of the Jedi. People forget that, that them three films were not Lucas directed. No, no they weren't. They, uh, though they, You had Lucas did one. Um, then you had Kirshner, then you had Marquand, and they were very different feelings to the, each of the films. Now, why didn't they bring back Irving Kirshner? They did, could have. Didn't do him any harm. No, Irving Kirshner did a cracking job on Empire. They didn't get him back for the third one. I'm just saying if Ryan Johnson isn't invited back for the third, it could be that they want a different feel, maybe not as dark or maybe darker. You don't know. Yeah, we obviously dealt with uh, Dark Matter enough. Um, Again, apologies to everybody. It seems like it did have a cult following. Um, Now, Warner Brothers have announced they'd like, or or the rumour is, it's certainly out there, they want Leo DiCaprio for this awful Joker prequel. Now, that's interesting because he's 45 and Jared Leto is is 42. Mm-hmm. But it's a prequel taking place twenty odd years. Younger than forty two as well. Yes, he does. So you've got a guy. Gabriel looks older than his age. Correct. It's a bit weird if you ask me. But the whole thing's weird. And then the one that shocked me the most, True Detective, Mm. which the first season of I thought was absolutely unmissable television, stunning Stunning stuff. And then you then. To me, I'm sorry. That I didn't even watch the second. I watched the first two episodes. And- I did watch it, and I stopped after three episodes. Oh, so you got one more than me. It was absolutely boring. Absolutely boring. If you so, watched it, do let us know. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. I didn't get to the end of it, and I thought, well, this was clearly a one, a one-trick pony, a one-magic idea that made for a very good miniseries, and it should have stayed at that. But, hey, no... He's um, he's got permission to do the third season, and they're backing him, and he's it's being it's being done. But here's the thing: I read the I read the um, synopsis, brief and slim, slender though it is, and it's a macabre crime um, that occurs in the heart of the Ozarks. Yeah. Well, are we all aware of what's going on? One of the highest rated shows of the year on Netflix that has, has knocked it out of the park and got amazing uh, feedback. I'm not saying everybody likes it, but it's certainly done really well. Ozark. And that's about uh, crimes set in that area. The same thing, you know, it, yeah. and it's going over a period of time with backwards, forwards, flashes and, and dark characters and... I'm sorry, um, did they, are they not aware of that show? 
It is. Do we really need another show sat there? It's either coincidental with them little bracket things or, or, you know, they are just cocktails. I think he probably wrote it and he didn't check out what other other shows were in production. What is interesting about this True Detective 3 is, uh, or season 3, is they've got Jeremy Solner doing the directing. Right. Who did Blue Ruin and Green Room. Why have they got him? Because he's he's great director. Oh yeah, but how they why where how they because the second one was universally panned. Is that what the the feeling is? They've get somebody of note to come in and yeah. rescue this. Absolutely, get a yeah. good director in. Okay, because that Nick uh, Pizzy 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 Pants or whatever his name is, I can never pronounce his bloody name. <laughs> he uh, he seems to be an ideas guy. I don't know about the execution because believe me, if that was another love child of of his, the second season, it was boring television. Yeah, and the yeah. other was anything but boring. I, mean, I get that it's they incredible. weren't meant to be connected, but it's just well, they're supposed to both be good though, aren't they? Exactly, you've got you to know. have some, you know. Season one hooked you from the first episode, just in in the same way that Twin yeah. Peaks does. It's that, it's all the the, the oddness yeah. of it. Do you remember that drug bust? That episode with the one camera take all the way through the house. With yeah, all yeah. That? My Absolutely. God, and I'm thinking this is a TV show. This is incredible t- television. And then, like you say, then he then season two happens. And 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 again, the cast on paper, you're looking at it and. Um, they're all there. Colin Farrell. It, Colin Farrell, you think, well, he, he's 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 dark, isn't he? He's a good actor, isn't he? Is he? Well, all he right. wasn't in that. <laughs> Nobody was in that. I, did, I didn't like any of it. That's the problem with it. With the true detective, the, those two as leads were not perfect, likeable characters, but they were fascinating yeah. to watch, and they were interesting. They were anti-heroes almost. Yeah. Uh, whereas the characters in the second season, you didn't give a shit. Nothing. I couldn't me. tell you now Nothing anything about. Me. I couldn't tell you anything about it. it. And I don't know anybody. I mean this. I do not know anybody in my friend circle. Who there are a lot of them watch this sort of stuff. Nobody made it past the middle of that series. Yeah. They all stopped watching there it. There was no buzz. No. So that's it. And I think the last biggie. I say biggie, but it's not. It's not a huge one. Um, yeah. Shia LaBeouf. So it's not a huge one. <laughs> um, it, it's been confirmed that he's not in the fifth Indiana Jones film, which is a real shocker considering the minute that the Crystal Skull came out. And can I say, me and uh, Chris Hayes always loved that film. We had a soft spot for it. We like the fact that he was an older indie. We like some of the stuff in it, and we get that it's not popular with some people. But... My God, to to he had a great character in that, in that he was Henry Jones the Third. He was going to be. They were setting him up almost to take over the role. Yeah, I like yeah. that cheeky little gag at the end where the hat blows near him, and then he tries to put it on, but Harrison Ford just puts it on his head and wears. No, not yet, son. You know. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was at that time a liked actor. People hadn't seen all this crazy shit that he's been up to since. I mean. Even Last with month. the crazy shit, I like him. I do. I've got a soft spot for him, but he has got to stop um, getting so levered that he starts fights with police officers and shit because yeah. he will get himself shot at some stage. I do like the fact he's so def- self-deprecating. Oh, no, he doesn't take himself seriously. That's yeah. entertaining in its way, but I do like, and I love that um, Shia LaBeouf um, dance, oh, art that, dance. That was super. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. And the, if you've not seen it, yeah, just go Shia LaBeouf, 
art and, and it uh, comes up on yeah, YouTube. YouTube, Shia Buff, that should be the first one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then you'll see down that him having his little discussion with the cops calling him more punks and how he can buy and sell them, which didn't go down quite as well. Now, he... He immediately after the film started to go, oh, yeah, we dropped the ball with this. Yeah, he's a whatever. That prompted um, Harrison Ford, who generally keeps himself to himself, to go, he's a fucking punk saying that. And he did do the F-bomb as well. Yeah. But I think the thing with that is Ford was probably still contracted to be promo. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you are. You're supposed to. Well, even if you're contracted or not, it... It's very unprofessional to to start to go, oh, wait a minute. The, the annoying thing about it is even if you're all aware that the film hasn't done well, if you're all aware it's got bad reviews and even if you personally feel that this, the film isn't great, it's bad form to start throwing other people under the bus going, well, I know it's not very bad, it embarrasses me a bit and all that. No, you were in it as well. You're part of the Absolutely. performance. Let, and let, I, Let's refer back to that film that we've never, ever spoke about, uh, mm, Batman versus Superman yeah. and Ben Affleck. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. interview is crushing. Well, it's crushing. sound of silence. It's, it's comedy gold, that piece of uh, footage. But, but that, that is professionalism. It is. He, he, he was absolutely furious with how it all turned out. He was sold a pup, as you'd say. He was told he was going to be this, that and the other. And the, he ended up in a film that bore no resemblance to what he was promised. And, you know... Jared Leto, uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, we go. You want to compare, um, compare like for like. Jared Leto over Suicide Squad. He's not stop fucking moaning. I think that the I I brought so much to the table in every scene. It was probably more about filtering uh, all of the insanity because you know I I I wanted to give a lot of options and. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's probably enough footage in this film for uh, a Joker movie. If I were to die tomorrow, maybe the studio would roll something out, um, you know, uh, a rated R or rated X performance in there somewhere. Yeah. He hasn't. He's not stopped moaning. Oh, all my best bits are on the cutting and room floor. He's still signed up for another two. He's signed up for another two, along with his, his older, younger joker cohort played by leonardo dicaprio no doubt maybe but, but the uh well i hope not because that'll make it even more ridiculous so here we go the uh where where are we at you know we um jared leto he 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 basically said that the he as good as came out with a statement that said well if all my stuff had been in there and you'd have had more of me it'd have been a really good film Wow, it's confident. But, yeah, that 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 really goes down well with everybody. That doesn't it? Yeah. When you say all that. these all yeah. these co-stars are going to yeah. be patting you on the back with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, imagine reading that one of our writers. He's, he's on social media tonight, going, "Well, I'm sorry, he's a bit of a shit magazine." But you know, if they just put more of my work in yeah. there, you know, they'd be, you, give you'd me go one mental, more page, you? guys. Give me one more page. Yeah, you'd go bloody crazy, wouldn't you? <laughs> so I do understand why it's. Uh, yeah, they need to just be aware that they're not in a coal mine, are they? No, you know, they, they, it's not. I'm not saying it's not hard work involved, but they're not in a coal well, mine. They're not even bloody working in a shop. No, where where they, they have to put up with plebs like us going in and yeah, correct. That's that's it. Saying so, this isn't fresh anyway. Uh, well, 
I'm, I'm sure that at some stage they'll all get the comeuppance because I mean, I, the way it's going, I don't, I don't. Well, Korea's going to start that out, and oh yeah, absolutely. So that that's it. Is that all we've got for this week then? Shall we just do the bit of horror channel? Yeah, please. Because we'll finish because, on the horror channel because there's some good stuff this weekend. So let me leave the the space for that sound effect. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> I've not heard this sound effect yet. So. No. I'll get it. Is it is it the cash thing? Oh, the cash register, yeah. No, but that's not fun because I do this because I love it. I know you do. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, my pick for the week. We should have a little da, 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 pick for the week. I know, yeah. yeah. We do it. We're going to copy Paul Mount and yeah. we do it right. <laughs> pro. It is pro doing that, actually. Yeah. Uh, 6.40. So it's quite early on, so you can watch this and then still go out and get levered. Yeah. Uh, should you want to do that. Plague of the Zombies. Okay. Hammer Films. Yep. It's one of the ones that people forget about, really. Mm. 1966. It was filmed at the same time as The Reptile. Yeah. Back to back they filmed them, and they think they went double bill at the cinema as well. And don't be expecting Romero stuff. No, no, no. It's uh, it's very... It, the Cornish Coal Mines Zombies. Yep. And uh, and Jacqueline Pierce is in there as well. Oh, I forgot. Right, yeah. And uh, Andre oh. Morel, mm. who was one of them unsung yeah. heroes. Uh, but yeah, that's well worth watching. And on Sunday, at uh, 10 to 11 mm-hmm. in the evening. Yes. Good one to sort of like, you know, ease you off to bed. Inbred. Yeah. Which is uh, Alex Chandon's uh, return to form. Mm. Superb film. Especially if you, if you like going to Yorkshire. Yes. Well, and, uh, I haven't seen that for quite some time. It's it, it, it's just genius. Yeah. It's, it's literally that sort of uh, fish out of water thing, and they they try and uh, they try and ingratiate themselves with the locals, and the mm. locals are not having it. Yeah, they're not locals are not necessarily evil. They just have their own ways. Yeah, I know. I like stuff like that. That's why I like the whole Cthulhu Lovecraft stuff because it's monsters aren't evil they're just going about the business yeah. and if they you, wipe you out by accident because you're, you're, you're in the you're way just, you're just yeah. in, in their in their realm now well that's why I like um, there's a lot of that in the Wicker Man yeah that's absolutely. what I like I like the fact that you know folk the, horror yeah it's a, it's a good well superb. yeah more believable uh, and watch out in that film for for one of our friends Dominic Brunt he plays uh, he plays is it Butch I think he plays or something like that it's, right He's the, the local butcher. Right, with I, the chainsaw. I, I forgot he was in that. And he, uh, he's got right. a twitch as well. He's really good. God, he's really... He's, he's, for, for the character he played in Emmerdale to where he ended up with all these movies, well, he's really... Well, he's, yeah. he's a massive horror fan. He's a massive zombie fan. Yeah, of course he is. No, it uh, shows, doesn't it? And he's just had his uh, latest film premiered at Fright Fest. Yeah. Uh, the Attack of the adult babies okay yeah yeah i've seen um, i've seen no i've seen the trailer i've, I've seen, seen the it film. Um, right. it's 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 odd is it is it uh, as odd as ah it's better than ah yeah um it has uh one of our very good friends Lawrence r harvey in it oh uh, right and uh and charlie chuck remember charlie chuck? charlie chuck's in it yeah donkey He's on it. Is he playing himself or? He, he plays a version of himself, but I think you will really like it from yeah. from a certain point of view. Yeah, but it is weird as. F- yeah. F- yeah. Well, I, I spent a few days with Charlie Chuck. He's a, fr- a really really close friend of our friend Steve Wilson. Yeah, mm. and he um, 
he turned up and I had him in uh, he did a show at Fab and then he was doing one at Satan's the Satan's one was an absolute disaster because there was loads of mainstream sort of people there mainstream girls and they didn't they lost their shit they when he started it. doing that he, he didn't get it they looked terrified yeah, yeah. Fab he went down like a storm yeah he I went saw him mad. a few times with Frank Sarkar yeah but then I said um, I said to him right after before I uh, said, do you want to afterwards, do you just come on and sit, do the act, and then do you want to meet and greet anybody or go? And he went, no, 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 he could. I want to keep the, uh, the this, this persona up. I want to. I don't oh, want him to meet the real me. I want absolutely. him to see this Absolutely, he's totally job. different without yeah, it. He, he bloody isn't. But he's not got his hair he, back he on. He bloody isn't, you know. Yeah. Not with me, he wasn't. <laughs> I had him, he isn't that much different. He doesn't do the donkey thing, but he's got very, very he is a very odd guy still, <laughs> very odd guy. And, um, yeah, but Dominic Brunt, on the other hand, yeah, when we met him, he was, he's lovely. He is, he's Such a really a nice, nice guy. Chap. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's going to go play. I just love independent films. That's why we have Independence Day, and he's uh, he certainly he can't do, He, he does what path. he wants to do with it, and that's what we like. Yeah. Oh, so they're my picks thing. of the week. What's, oh, them, what's them this weekend? Yes, absolutely. Right, so I'm going to try and see if we can get Chris on next week. I will certainly try and twist his arm, but he'll be he'll be one at next episodes, if not next week. And then we'll we'll stay tuned for the X Factor with Mr. Luke Spafford. Is he going to become a Starburst writer, or is his are his dreams going to be shattered? Yeah, who knows? Is he back to the scrap heap, and he's going to be on uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, but 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 you know, if he loses it, is that a blessing in disguise? Who knows? <laughs> you, do, you don't know, but we'll find out anyway. I've been Mike and he's been Martin and we will see you next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's so dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found Here the legends of time Listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International.